Takes, a very special episode coming. I'm Logan, that's Kyle, and Kyle, our first Match of the Month preview episode. Logan, this is a great week. This is a great week to be in Section 1. This is why we do a a Section 1 exclusive podcast Mm -hmm. for this right here, Chatfield and Cass and Manorville, Friday night, December 22nd, down in Chatfield. It's going to be great. This Mm. is going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be a good one. I haven't slept in weeks. (laughs) I've been up all night carving into stone, potential matchups, getting predictions ready. This is, I would say, one of the Section 1 duels that I have been most excited for in years. So We've literally been talking about it on the podcast for six weeks. Yeah. It's finally here. I've this morning I woke up, hit refresh on the forum to see if there's any topic started yet. I haven't seen one, so either you or DJ sixty three's gotta get it out there, get it going, find out how this is gonna go. Because if there's one place other than this podcast I go for information, it's the forum. You find plenty of that on there. Yep. I I can't keep off it. I can't help myself, I know. Kyle. It's it's embarrassing. But I I think KM needs like a representative. And I was like going back through the Rolodex of who would be a good representative. Keaton Shore. Yeah. If you ever met him, he'd be a perfect person to like argue with you on the on the forum. So so Keaton Shore, that, that name sounds familiar. Remind me, was he a Cass and Manorville alum? KM alum, wrestled over in uh, South Dakota, I think Augustana. And he's just, he'd be a good one. He would give you a run for your money and him and DJ 63 will get into some battles. So I don't even know if he has one. Okay. Just kind of a blast from the past, but I think he'd be funny. Oh, that would be fun. Yeah, yeah we might have to throw something together, get him on the forum. And if there's any other KM people that are on the forum, I need a source. I need a source that, hey, this guy's actually a KM person. So Yeah, and where we'll all meet is under the Section 1A topic. Okay, so don't spend time messing around in the college section. Go to high school, <laughs> Section 1A. That's where it's all at. So, but back to reality, we got a match coming up. So, mm-hmm. this is going to be a lot of fun. I think the one thing that this is going to bring back, um, prior to, though, this would be years ago when it was just strictly duels, you know, 20, 30 years for sure. Mm-hmm. Everything was that single duel. You had a fun packed gym, conferences, heated rivalries. A lot of that has kind of gone to the wayside lately, uh, with the, the new match count events being condensed to 16, trying to get as many matches as you possibly can in a night. And honestly, for some programs, it doesn't really work to just do these single standalone duels. So KM Chatfield non-conference basically said, let's do this and let's just put on a show for Southeastern Minnesota and actually the whole state. Uh, So this is going to be a lot of fun and I can't wait for Friday night. This is not cliche. There's going to be a lot of tough kids, <laughs> and there's going to be so many interesting matchups. That is 100% correct. And like you said, Kyle, there's only so many home wrestling matches a team gets every single year. There's getting to be fewer and fewer events with more teams at those events. So when we go down there on Friday night, I'm just excited for a super wrestling-centric environment where, of course, this is a JV Takes podcast. We have to also mention JV. These are going to be two of the bigger JVs as well. So get there early, get a seat, watch some good JV matches. And like Kyle said, one of the best section one duels we've had on the schedule in a while. The trouble is we're kind of promoting this. We want this to be a big thing, but we're going to have to get early. Like yeah, yeah. hearing how small the gym is, if you've ever been in there, I think that's one thing uh, that's going to make this a lot of fun. What if we forged media passes 
Is it you think we could like <laughs> find a seat at the head table or something? You'd walk in and they know you're lying right away. So but yeah, definitely. Or, I think I think Moss has said they paid off the fire marshal. Did he say that on on air? You know, that might have been off air. That was we, off air. We might have to scrub this part of the conversation. Delete. Yep, so. Yep. so no, I think uh, if you want to get to that match, get there early, get your seats. Uh, if you can't make it, it's going to be live stream. There's CCTV. Does a great job. If you've never uh, watched any of the events there, that gets pushed out, I think, on Facebook. And we'll definitely get that out on our social media accounts and sites so everybody can, uh, anybody that wants to, should be able to attend in some form. Definitely. And look in the background for Kyle and I. We'll be in our JV Takes shirt that Kyle's mom, Julie, printed for us. So, uh, <laughs> Got that to look forward to as well. Well, she got the wrong size for me, so it looks like you're going to be the only one representing. Kyle, you were a wrestler. <laughs> you should be able to cut some weight before Friday. Nobody wants to see me there, in that shirt. There's going to be a lot of kids running on the treadmill <laughs> Thursday night, and you're going to be right next to them. Yep, yep. So, well, so, good. All right, we'll dive right in here with the interviews. We've got Chatfield head coach Matt Mosseth coming your way and Castle Manorville head coach Ryan Hill. JV Takes wants to welcome to the show. We've got a special guest tonight in preparation for the big Section 1 duel coming up this week. Chatfield head coach Matt Mosseth joins the show. Matt, welcome. Thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having me. Uh, Before we get started, I just want to thank you guys for what you're doing. Um, I think there's a big appetite for your show in our area, and a lot of people are talking about it. So I think it's cool that some of these programs and kids that wouldn't normally get the press they're getting or getting recognized by you guys. So thanks for doing what you're doing. Yeah, we appreciate that a ton. It's just southeastern Minnesota has been a hotbed for wrestling for really long, and there's so many good teams, programs, and individuals here that deserve recognition. So it's it's super fun for us to be a part of that. And correct me if I'm wrong, but you've got roots here in Section 1, Coach Mosseth, don't you? Did you start in Rochester? Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Mayo boy, so shout out to the Mayo Spartans. Um, graduated in 2007, uh, so uh, Dwight Gingrich was my head coach, and he's got some Albert Lee roots. He was on a state championship team for Albert Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, current head coach, Art Trimble, he was the assistant at the time, uh, so he was kind of my practice partner every day at Mayo, and um People that know Art, he's kind of known as like a super nice guy, kind of mild mannered, but but that guy can wrestle. Uh, so he would it, it, uh, do this thing. He'd, he'd uh, lead a leg and bait me into to shooting on him every day, and he choked he choked me out about every practice. <laughs> so um, so got my toughness there at Mayo. Yep. Um, so section one. Section one. That's right. And then you hopped over the border to UW Lacrosse. And eventually ended up coaching. How did that kind of come to be? Yeah, so I um, my my degree was in um, biomedical science, and um, I so I, my fifth year at lacrosse, my eligibility was done, and I kind of helped out at Holman High School, um, pretty part time. Um, they had a pretty good team that year. Went went to Team State, um, but then I got into a grad school program up at the University of Minnesota. And went up there, and I was uh, uh, coaching at some some schools in the cities up there. I coached at Benilde St. Margaret for two years. We had a we had a state champ um, that first year I was there. We had some good individuals, but our teams were they had some gaps, right? So, uh, but the the year that kind of really hooked me is I, I went over to Totino Grace, um, and I think that was in fourteen fifteen. 
and we made it to Team State, uh, got fourth at Team State that year, and um, if you know the name Lance Benick, um, mm-hmm. he was a senior that year, and he was a four-time state champ in Mr. Minnesota, and I actually got to fly out to Pittsburgh and coach him at the Dapper Dan. I think they call it the Pittsburgh Classic now, but it's Team USA versus uh, Team Pennsylvania, and so that was, you know, future NCAA champs were there, and so that was a really fun year, and it kind of kind of decided that uh, I, uh, you know, this was something I kind of wanted to build my career around a little bit. So I got kind of got out of the science game and moved towards education, and ultimately um, got a special ed license. And so I've been uh, teaching special ed at Chatfield for you know six years now. So okay, awesome. And then yeah, yeah, when you went down to Chatfield, you were telling us before we hopped on the mic here that you started out as an assistant coach under coach Viss and kind of learned from him and waited for your opportunity. Yeah, actually it was coach Bartel. So, so coach Viss, um, he retired and Travis Bartels took over the following year and I had just moved to town and we had some, um, you know, family members that worked together. And I got a, when I moved back to town, I got a phone call from him and he said, Hey, I want you to coach in Chaffield. And I said, okay. And, and, um, we uh, we we had Jake Mant, um, who was ended up being a state champ for us, and he was about my weight. And uh, so my role right away was just kind of wrestling with Jake practice. Um, and our team, the cupboards were kind of bare. Uh, this left the cupboards a little bare, but we had, you know, our, our youth program was humming, and um, we had, a, you know, great booster club and stuff. So it just took a little bit of patience, and I think – I think in about three years, we were back at the Civic Center in the Final Four, and uh, we've been been making it to the Final Four ever since. So, um, yeah, it's kind of a, you know, Travis and I, a, a rebuilding process, and um, then I took over. This is my fourth year now as head coach, so. Okay. Yeah, and if those, if Chatfield was down, you know, after the 2014 state championship, it wasn't, it wasn't for long because... I've always respected Chatfield's ability to keep their head above water and be one of those programs that does stay competitive with the rest of Section 1. And you guys are right there again this year. What what do you like about the 2023-2024 Gophers and what they've shown you so far? Uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're excited about our team. Um, and you know, we're, we've been excited about our teams the last few years and we, I've been here nine years. We haven't, uh, punch a ticket to state yet. So we're, we're not taking anything for granted, but we return, uh, a lot of veterans. Obviously you got, um, you know, Javier Berg and Kale shot. We got two state champs coming back and it's not very often that, uh, you get to coach a team with two defending state champs on it. So we're pretty excited about that. Um, but we got a, you know, we've got, um, most of the guys in our lineup have a lot of experience and, um, we got a good team culture right now. The team likes to work hard. They, they like to compete and, um, their goals are pretty high. So it's, it's a fun team to coach. Yeah, that, that's a big thing with teams. You can't just have talent that, that talent needs to work hard as well. Would you kind of say that's the identity of your team at this point, or what are you guys kind of trying to shape, shape your team into this year? Yeah, we, we absolutely, uh, I think we've got a hardworking team and, um, we, we talk a lot about, uh, we got a system, you know, and it's, it's the drills that we do and the the technique we work on, but it's also the way we train, you know, we do some two a days, we do things like that. And so, uh, we feel like we've got a system that's, 
you know, the last few years shown that it's, that it's working and, and the guys are believing in that and they're, they're super coachable. And we kind of repeat that mantra on a, you know, at least a weekly basis is believe in the system and, and, you know, keep doing what we're doing and good things are going to happen. Yep. Keep doing those things and the results will follow. So Friday is a big measuring stick for you guys. Cass and Manorville has been the cream of the crop here in section one for the last how many years? What are you guys looking forward to with the challenges that, that Cass and Manorville is going to present on Friday night? We're grateful for the opportunity. You know, I'm grateful to Coach Hill. We reached out to him to, to come down and, and give us another home duel. And, and we're grateful that they, you know, respect our program enough to, to come um, do that for us. And, and like you said, they're, they've been king of the hill for a long time. Um, you know, they, they don't put a bad wrestler on the mat. So, you know, you look at the matchups and stuff and you're like, hey, this kid is new in the lineup. He's not ranked, but you know you know he's going to be good. Um, they obviously they went to Donnie Brook at the beginning of the year. They're going to the Christmas tournament um, this weekend, and so they're going to come in kind of battle tested. Where for us, it's kind of our the start of our um, you know our hard stretch. So we go from Casson to Bi State to the Clash in the matter of a couple of weeks. So, uh, but we're excited to be able to do it in front of our home crowd and and. Um, you know, when, like I told coach Hale, when I reached out, I I think we can give them competitive matches, you know, up and down the lineup. So, um, we're excited for the opportunity to just, just wrestle, uh, uh, a team with that kind of history. Yeah. It's going to be a good one on Friday night. I'm super excited. I know Kyle is as well. There should be a pretty good environment in the gym down in Chatfield. What, what can we expect on Friday night? Are we going to have a light above the mat? What's it going to look like? Yeah, so we're kind of going old school with a, a, you know, just a duel. There's a lot of triangulars now, and um, I think, you know, duels, especially not that we have a rivalry with Casson, but you know, in in these small town gyms that are usually pretty small, and ours definitely is, um, we can get a packed house. And so, uh, if those that are listening, if they're planning on coming, I I uh, suggest you come early because uh, I think seating is going to be um, pretty limited. So we're going to have a, we're going to have a spotlight. We're going to do introductions. We're going to have some, the kids want some walkout songs. So we're going to do that. Uh, we even got like some glow sticks we're handing out to the student section. And then um, uh, this year is actually the 10 year anniversary of Chatfield's uh, team state championship. So we've invited that team back to get in free and watch the duel. So We'll do like a brief uh, recognition of those guys before the varsity duel starts. And um, we're just expecting some some high energy in the gym. Uh, it's not a date that a lot of other teams are wrestling. So, you know, we're kind of hoping or expecting that, you know, some other coaches and other communities are probably going to be making the trip to Chatfield to watch. And uh, we're excited to, you know, bring a, a fan experience that that we you don't always see on a you know regular conference duel Mm -hmm. and then i'm gonna guess cctv is probably going to be streaming it so for those who don't want to make the trip all the way down or camp for whatever reason will they be able to follow along as well yeah cctv is our our community television so i think you know if you google cctv chatfield i believe it's the facebook page um that they'll be live streaming that um, they may have a YouTube channel now, um, but you Google it, you get to the website and, 
and there'll be a live stream in that and there will be some some commentary now they're chatfield commentators so uh you know cast and folks don't be upset when you hear a little bias on the on the mic but uh the guys that do our commentary do a do a phenomenal job so yeah they definitely do so one of the last questions here coach Mosseth, and perhaps one of the most important are we going to see an old-fashioned junior varsity duel before the varsity uh, I don't know that it's going to be a full duel, but we are going to see JV. We will have some JV matchups, yep, before the varsity. So Awesome. Yep. And two of the bigger JVs in the section, so there should be some fun ones there as well. Definitely. All right, I got a couple of questions for you. Logan is strictly business. He wants to know all the ins and outs of the wrestling, but I got to know, Logan likes to eat. How's the concessions down there? Do we need to eat before? Or what uh, do you got? Anything? Any specialties? Well, um, I know our AD uh, told our uh, concessions guy to order extra food uh, because we're expecting a large crowd. So um, I don't know what's on the menu, but I do know that our uh, our school actually hired a chef a couple years ago. He does our school wow. lunches. Um, I don't know if he's cooking up anything special for concessions for a, for a sporting event, but um, they're on notice to, to make sure that the fridge is full. Good, good. And then I think another thing we got to ask is I noticed both coaching staffs have former MMA fighters on it. How long yes. could you go in the octagon with uh, Coach Curry? Uh, 25 seconds. I think. <laughs> and that's because you're faster and you can run or what? <laughs> yes, yes. Yep. <laughs> well, good, good. Yeah, not bad. I'd, I'd take the over, I think, on 25 seconds. I saw you walking around at Lakeville North, Coach Mosseth. It looks like you've still got it, but we'll find out. Yeah. So, All right, well, we really appreciate you taking the time to join us. We'll let you get back to the wrestling room. Thank you, and best of luck this weekend. Okay, thank you, guys. Have a good night. And JV Takes would like to welcome to the show the head coach of Casson Manorville, Ryan Hill. Ryan, welcome to the show. How are you doing tonight? Doing awesome, doing awesome. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited. I, uh, you know, I I miss I miss miss Kyle Haneke a lot. So uh, good to good to be back and and around him here. So I yeah. think most people do. Well, I don't know. I know someone who would beg to differ, and he's talking <laughs> into the microphone right now. So thank yeah, thanks for joining us, Coach Hill. Taking some time out of the wrestling room to chat with us. Tell the listeners just a little bit about yourself, if you don't mind. Where are your roots from? Where did you wrestle? And how did you end up getting involved in coaching specifically at Cass and Manorville? Yeah, awesome. I uh, Well, I'm, I'm originally from uh, one of Logan's favorite states, the, the great state of Iowa, um, just just to the south of us here. Um, I went to I went to Vinton Shellsburg High School, uh, just a be the equivalent to a double a school up here in the cedar rapids corridor um you know we weren't we weren't really a strong wrestling program or community um but uh you know i, I got i started probably around fourth grade um had to had to kind of go into cedar rapids for any of our non uh kind of recreational um practices um i was i was lucky to be exposed to some high level coaching and training partners during the off seasons um but, but I never really had any concept of performing or peaking at the end of a season. So I was definitely always that kid doing his best wrestling in mid to late January. Um, was very fortunate in my senior year to have uh, Dick Ingvald named our head coach. He's, he was one of the winningest 
coaches in the state of Iowa at that time. So uh, that's kind of when when I really started coming on and taking off. And, um, you know, it was, you know, it's one of the things that drives me as a coach is just to make sure my kids have uh, better training opportunities than I had in-house growing up. So that's mm-hmm. um, kind of what drives me here. Uh, where did I go to college? Um, so I, I was, uh, I went to Warburg College in Waverly, Iowa. Um, that's a lot of fun because now that now we have, you know, Augsburg wrestling alum on staff here and, and I, um, and Dylan Soberg and Kurt Knudsen. And, uh, a couple of years ago, I was able to recruit, uh, um, a Warburg wrestler to, to come on staff as well. Warburg alum, um, and Connor Cleveland. So now Connor and I, we're, we're a lot smaller than them, but uh, we hold our own in there against those Augsburg guys. We, we have a lot of fun with that rivalry. The Allen Josh, they just rip on Wartburg all the time. We would never do that. Yeah, <laughs> they're they might they're be they the might be homers the border on, to yeah to to really appreciate that. You should <laughs> you should ask them about that that belt that they have between the two schools. I bet like, we, pretty, we should start a little rivalry here, a podcast. Rivalry. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure Augsburg like made that belt ten years ago. And that, that belt's never stayed in Minneapolis once. So. <laughs> yeah. For the record, Coach Hill, I would I would never rip on Iowa. There's lots of good things to do down there, like to watch face, the corn yeah. grow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right. So you ended up at Cass and Manorville, one of the best programs in Section 1 in the moment and historically, of course. So what do you like about what's going on in your program right now? What excites you about the team? Um, this team's working extremely hard. Um, and they're, they're responding well to whatever we, we throw their way. Um, you know, I, I think they're super laser focused on just, you know, being competitors. And, and really, we, we have a lot of growing up to do this year. And, and they're pretty – they're pretty, uh, pretty focused on that. Um, you know, we, we haven't, you know, we, we went to the Donnybrook. Um, I felt we had a really good showing there. Uh, I felt really good about our performance. Um, I wasn't really sure how it was going to go. Uh, I, I felt like we fried them pretty good right away this year in our training phase and wasn't, I wasn't really sure if we overdid it or not. Um, but I think it paid off because I didn't feel like the other schools, you know, you go down there, you, you run into all these Iowa, um, Illinois schools that have one or two weeks head, head start on, on the Minnesota teams. So um, I felt like, I felt like we didn't, we didn't have that, that late start that we, that I felt like we had in the past, maybe a little bit, um, you know, our guys showed up and, and competed hard. You know, we came home, we came home with a laundry list of things that we need to fix on the mat, but, I felt like less having to fix, you know, the space between the ears and, and, and less having to fix fight coming home from there. So, and then last week we, I owed uh, Decorah a trip um, to go down and see them. They, they, uh, they traveled the last two years to wrestle us. So went down there, had a duel with them and them in New Hampton. And it was, you know, it was a lot of fun seeing our kids, uh, our guys compete in a dual format. Um, a lot of fun watching them shut teams out try to shut teams out um you know it's that that dual format i really enjoy it um 
growing up at a school that didn't have a dual team really you know and, and mm-hmm. in, in iowa you know it's all about the individual tournament anyways and you know getting it's a lot of fun when in duels when you can get 13 guys on the same page so that's that's fun seeing those guys do that yep absolutely so you mentioned the donnie brook there and then you guys will have the christmas tournament this weekend and then a big duel with chatfield so you guys aren't by any means walking out of the gates, you guys are sprinting. Is the mindset there just kind of get as good of competition as you can whenever you can throughout the season? Yeah. And I mean, that's, that's nothing. I wouldn't say that's anything new for us. You know, it's not something that I've really brought to the table. You know, it's kind of been how we've always really done it around here. Um, you know, you know, we've always done three kind of big tournaments, um, individual tournaments. I, I think that I think the individual tournaments are super important um, to have a good dual team. You know, you got to you got to have guys that can go out and find a way to fight for themselves before uh, you're going to really be able to throw 13 guys that can go out and fight for each other. So, uh, you know, I, I think it's good for kids to go get what's theirs. Um, and so we, we always try to hit that that individual tournament format, you know, and, and the three that we do hit, there's a lot, a lot of good schools. Um, and their, their tournament formats are really nice. You know, everyone kind of, by the, by the time you get around a late Saturday, kids are usually wrestling guys that are about, you know, same caliber as them and getting good experience there. Um, you know, I, I think, I think last year, you know, I, I'm kind of, I don't like to bring it up too much. We're kind of over it. We've moved on. We, we're we working towards what we set out to do this year now. But last year, I felt like, you know, we ran into Becker and New Prague at the state tournament. And um, I felt like our guys maybe didn't know exactly how to fight back as hard as we needed to um, when we found ourselves, in, you know, with our backs against the wall. And so it's kind of something I was setting out to do this year is make sure that we, we found them some good duels to, to get that experience in before we get down to the stretch. So, Yep. I actually, I was lucky enough. I got to call that match where you guys wrestled new Prague in the semis and props to new Prague because they were absolutely on a mission that tournament. They wrestled really well. So does that leave you guys with a little bit, extra to prove this year or do you guys just keep the same mindset go about your process in the same way knowing that you brought back a lot of your team from last year i think only three or four graduations yeah i uh i i really we don't talk about it um i think i think it's more of a for me as a coach, I have to find a way to use it to, to make sure that, you know, I can meet the expectations of our program and our community. Right. But uh, in terms of the kids is kids standpoint, it's over, it's done with, you know, mm-hmm. their whether or not I had them prepared or not has nothing to do with, with, uh, with their year this year. So we just got to focus on what we can control and, and, uh, and do the things that, that we know we need to do. 
One thing you'll notice with Logan throughout all of our podcasts, he loves to live in the past and then predict like four years in the future. So this is just par for the course that he wants to go back and relive last year. Yeah, thanks, Kyle. That was a good addition. So in terms of this week, I'll live in the present moment for Kyle here. You guys are going to have a really good challenge. Chatfield's one of the best teams in Class A. What specifically... What kind of challenges did they present, and how are you getting the guys ready for that brawl down in the gopher hole? I mean, Chatfield's very well coached. I don't think that's a secret. Um, they uh, they know how to wrestle. They, they have experience as well, right? I mean, they, they have a lot of guys that have had a lot of success, success in the past. Um, I mean, I... I haven't delved too deep into uh, into the rankings or whatever, but I I got guys in town telling me that they got a lot of guys ranked on the roster. So we'll see if those guys know what they're talking about, but I assume they're right. And so uh, we got to be ready, ready to go. I mean, it's, you know, for me, the duel is fun because we kind of, we kind of get blinders on and we focus on what we need to focus on. Right. So for us, for the most part, that's, we don't really, we don't know a whole lot about the single A teams. Right. Um, so it, it's fun to try to take a crack at a team that you're not used to seeing. Um, you know, actually now that I think about that, I, I might need you guys to do some fact checking for me. We don't like but, the fact check. We just spit. But, the truth. <laughs> I don't, I don't know. I, I'm just thinking about this right now. I don't know. I don't think it's been since I've been here. I don't remember ever doing Chatfield. I wonder when the last, if, if the two programs or, or when the last time the two programs have met up. Um, you know, another thing about Chatfield is they've had a lot of success early, right? Um, and top, you know, hot teams are tough to beat. So we better be ready to go. Um, I think that the program and the community is experienced, you know, they're, they're a team that knows what it's like to be in big time duels. You know, they've wrestled on the big stage at the civic center, you know, against some really tough section one opponents and they know what pressure feels like. So, um, you know, you gotta be ready to go there. They have high expectations for themselves. I know their community has high expectations for them. You know, it kind of, it kind of reminds me a lot of us in, in a way. And, uh, so that's, that's, that's going to be fun. Yep, definitely. They were in the section finals last year. I think only lost to Caledonia by a four. So you're right. They've definitely wrestled in big moments recently. And it sounds like we talked to Coach Mosseth. It sounds like it's going to be a pretty fun environment on Friday night. It sounds like they're going to get the light above the mat. They're going to be expecting a full house. So what what uh, what are you preaching there mindset-wise for your guys to just make sure they they go about their work in the right way. I mean, to be completely honest with you, right now we're super focused on the Christmas tournament, um, and so you know, and then actually Thursday night before Chatfield, we gotta we gotta show up and compete well against Lake City. So you know, I think the the best thing we can do to get ready for Chatfield is to to make sure we feel good about where we're at after this weekend and where we're at after we, you know, we wrestle Lake city on Thursday night, you know, if we can, if we can get the ball rolling and, and, and we feel good about ourselves and the things that we're doing, um, we'll be good. And, you know, we just got to focus on what we can control. 
you know, we need to be consistent. Um, you know, if you want to beat a tough team like Chatfield, you're going to have to be consistent. You're going to have to snag some momentum early and make sure you keep it. Um, no let-ups, no taking any seconds off and, you know, just, just competing and wrestling hard. Yeah, that sounds like Cass and Manorville wrestling to me. So we're super excited for the duel on Friday night. We're really glad you were able to join us. Coach Hill, Kyle, do you have any questions left for Coach Hill, or should I sneak in one last Iowa joke? I think if you got an Iowa joke, you might as well hit it. Can I get you an Iowa joke, Coach Hill? Yeah, let's hear it. How do you know it's prom season in Iowa? Because there's 10 tractors in a McDonald's parking lot. (laughs) (laughs) You You wouldn't have said that if he was here. No, I probably wouldn't have. So, awesome. Uh, a lot of respect for you, Coach Hill. You're doing a ton of great work at Cass and Manorville. Keep up the good work. Thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Some super insightful stuff right there from a couple of the best head coaches in the area, Kyle, as they lead into this all-important Section 1 duel on Friday night. Seems like they've got both of their teams heading in the right direction. What would you say are some of your biggest takeaways? No way Moss has last 25 seconds, even you know, if he's quick. You don't think so? Not a chance. No, no. If he gets, no, one haymaker, it's over. I don't know. Mosseth looks like he can he's still shifty. strap. He said he did say he was wrestling Jake Mant just a few years ago. <laughs> that is true. You know, we have now have two fundraiser events. Can Mosseth last 25 seconds? And can we see Van Epps truck you in the center of a wrestling mat? That's... We, I, maybe if we could like combine those in some way so attention is taken away from me getting knocked unconscious by a 17 or 18 year old, I'll be fantastic. <laughs> kind of shift the focus. The other, the other thing I noticed is Hill's trying to start a little riff here, I think, with us and Al and Josh talking about Wartburg Augsburg rivalry. I think he was. Um, yeah, I we're not quite on their level yet. I no. like where Hill's, I head is kind of starting that rivalry yeah we're still the jv they're still the varsity uh, that might be ugly we yeah. might lose that they'll like pull out stats and statistics and all of a sudden we're like uh-oh they've released they know what they're talking about now. i listened to their episode on the way down to the hunnicky hog studio tonight and they've recorded i think 62 episodes and we're pretty close aren't we what do we have six yeah Seven? Plus two, so I mean, maybe if we, yeah. Carry the one. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not they, far behind And they can them. go like two and a half hours. Yeah. I, I mean, I, first of all, can't deal with you more than what we do now, so there's no well, way we're going that far. Right. Yeah. I mean, we've tried. <laughs> we've tried. We've had to pull the plug, so. But wrestling, let's talk about what we actually heard from him. I think the biggest thing uh, is they sought this out, and they need the competition. They want the competition, and hey, let's bring back this old school duel mm-hmm. uh, from hill's perspective this is just another day in the park it seems like they look for competition no matter what they're building for their end goal at the end of the year and uh yeah here we are so this is going to be really fun yeah we i mean i think everyone knows the historical context surrounding Cass and manorville they've been a section one power for the last decade the only years that they didn't go to the state tournament were the years that simley was in there so success is the expectation in Cass and Manorville. And, you know, frankly, you can't be too surprised by that because they have the track record to back it up. Chatfield's an interesting case because they've they've been a good program for a long time as well. 
They won the state title back in 2014, were state place winners in 2013, and now they're back knocking on that door again. And you can kind of sense that they feel it, that they're moving towards that, and they want to get this competition. So it's really exciting to see. In the first round of the rankings, Kyle, trivia question, I'm throwing trivia at you. What was Chatfield ranked in the initial Class A rankings? Well, if I want to be like you and I start doing algebra to figure this answer out, I could like drag this on for another 12 minutes. But yep, go ahead. I'm just going to say third. Y- you are correct about that third. And then how many individuals do you think they have ranked? Four, seven, seven. Exactly seven. Really? Well done. <laughs> yep. And now Cassie Manorville, you probably know what they're ranked in the initial rankings. Number two. Number two. And how many individuals? Six, seven. Ooh, yeah. So on paper, I, Class A and Double A are very different classes. But on paper, teams that belong in the same tier belong in the same discussion. Those ranked individuals for Chatfield: Javier Berg, state champion from last year, is ranked number one at fourteen. Kaysen Johnson, a state entrant last year, is ranked number seven at one twenty-one. At one twenty-seven, Gage Bartles, state place winner. Ranked number eight, and then at 145, Jack Dornack is number 10. So, those guys are highlighting the strong lower weights for Chatfield. Carson Rowland, number seven at 152. Aiden Miner, ranked number nine at 172. And then Kale Shot, last year's state champ, number one at 189 pounds. So, as I look up and down the Chatfield lineup, it's a balanced group. Right. They've got those state champs in there. They've got some hammers, but top to bottom, depth throughout that lineup. And from our off-mic comments, I mean, you think they're all underranked. Yes, yes. Um, you would I, move I, them all up at least two to three spots, maybe even four to five. I don't understand why they don't have 13 kids that are ranked number one. <laughs> I don't get it. I mean, I've wrote a letter to Roger each day for the last two weeks. It's Christmas. The mail's backed up, you know, so... That's true. Patience. Yeah, I'll be patient. Eventually, we will get 13 number one ranked wrestlers for Chatfield. But in all seriousness, they're a really good team. They're deserving of the ranking. And frankly, I think they could get even higher in these future versions. So as I pull up the AA rankings here, Kyle said it. Casson Manorville ranked number two in AA. They're individuals that they're going to have. Brock Vaughn, ranked number seven at 121. He was a state entrant one year ago. Aiden Frederick. Frederick or Friedrich? Probably Frederick, right? You're the voice. I don't know. I'm going to go with Frederick. Ranked number eight at 33. Owen Friedrich. Frederick. Twin or sibling? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to say both just to be safe. I mean, they're both the same grade. Yeah, that would make sense that they're twins. Ranked... Number eight at 139. Man, this is quite the run for Casson. Jonah Coleman ranked number four at 145. Joey Kennedy ranked number three at 152. He's a state finalist last year. Luke Swanson, most famously known for the, the Swanson-Lochner debate, is ranked number two at 160. And number seven at 172. Dominic Mann, that's quite the run for Casson. Yeah, and I think, even some of these guys that aren't ranked, I think the rankings are going to come out here and get updated again. You're going to have a couple more pop in there after their Donnie Brooks showing. 
Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think like Rex Ashford at 107 for Casson, he had a pretty good showing down at the Donnybrook. He's somebody that could definitely sneak into the rankings. Kaimani Bent, 127. I didn't say Jacob Deutzman, did I? I'm kind of yeah. surprised by that. He placed high at the at the Donnybrook. Yeah, yeah. he placed yep. top five. Yep. So yeah. he'll be in there. Yeah. He's patience, young grasshopper. He'll be in there. <laughs> yeah. So top to bottom, Casson, just as much depth. They've got a ton of hammers as well. And gonna be a ton of interesting matchups, Kyle. And tough throughout. kids. And yep. tough kids. Yep. So looking at this, some key spots and questions that I have for both both of these teams. Chatfield's been double weighing. I think before you jump into that, one thing that's a little interesting is pre-Christmas tournament, KM has been in Iowa. So mm-hmm. every single match they've wrestled that's a good point. has uh, had the ability or the allowance of 14 weights. So this uh, will be the first duel that KM wrestles now with 13 weights. This is why I have you on the show, Kyle. I know. You occasionally make really good observations. I try. I try. It's, it's once every few months, but you do come through occasionally, and that's yep. a really good point. Yep. I could also talk about how that's ridiculous that we have different weights in different states, but we'll we'll leave that. That's another different day. Another podcast. Yep. So maybe there could be one less individual that sneaks into the cast and Manorville upper weights. I've seen Owen Nelson in there at 189. I'd expect him to get the roll on Friday night, but we'll see. We're we're still a few days out as we record this. As I was mentioning, Javier Berg, I believe, has been up at 121. We saw him at 121 at Lakeville North. Kaysen Johnson and him have been double weighing there. I don't know if we'll see Berg yet down at 114, but he's ranked there, and at some point I will expect him to be down there. The rest of the Chatfield lineup is pretty straightforward, maybe with a little bit of flexibility up top. I think Will Bolter, somebody who's kind of emerged in the upper weights at 215 for Chatfield, that gives them a little bit of flexibility. I think a lot of the times teams that have hammers like Berg and Schott like to double weigh those kids, don't they? To kind of protect them, give themselves a little bit of flexibility. Well, especially pre, pre-two-pound pre growth allowance, you know, mm-hmm. Berg probably wants to get to 14 but does it make sense to do it three days before christmas without that two pound i would be surprised to see him there so yeah i think just uh they're everyone's getting closer to their final weight but i think yeah the double weigh in is kind of a nature of where we're at in the season but and then even yeah as the duels progress as we get into later in the year i think double weigh-ins with some of those real hammers is beneficial definitely yeah so maybe a couple points of flexibility there in the chat field lineup and then Cass and Manorville, Kyle, you'd know better than I. Generally, they run their lineup pretty straight through, don't they? I don't know. No? That's a random question for me. No. Well, um, you, got, <laughs> you got your Cass and Manorville ties. You were the one with the KM sweatshirt on the other day. Whose closet did I get it from? <laughs> so I think, uh, yeah, I think one thing with KM as the way they appear on paper, and maybe this is just um, the... Oh, how would I word this? The strength of their lineup is they're almost matchup proof. These are the guys they're going to roll out, and you have to beat these 13 guys in this scenario. So I think that's probably one thing that these really elite programs bring to the table is here's what we got. Try to find a hole and try to beat us. And and sometimes uh, that can be a big, tall task that uh, Chatfield's trying to tackle here. But 
Yeah, I think I think that's probably one way to maybe put it. Yeah. So traditionally, like for example, Joey Kennedy is a state finalist a year ago. Maybe a coach would try and bump one of his studs up and away from Joey Kennedy if they think that they can, you know, exchange points and get it a net neutral there between 152 and 160. But you're not bumping up one of your best wrestlers from Joey Kennedy to Luke Swanson. So that's kind of what you mean by being match proof. Pretty much. Yep. Yeah. Like maybe a baseball lineup you have. You know, you have a good three hitter protected by a good four hitter protected by a good five hitter or something like that. So I don't know anything about baseball, so you lost me there. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully there's a couple. Just say trust me. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll do that. So Chatfield's got a couple different options at six that we saw up at the Lakeville North tournament. Could be Preby, could be Getzinger. Not 100% sure there. But like I mentioned, that Ashford for Caston Manorville is going to be hitting the mat at 114, if it Javier Berg hasn't gotten down, could see Lane Root there. And then for Cass and Kalen Anderson, who was in their lineup last year, be looking for some growth from him. I think his second year in the lineup. And when I start to get excited, Kyle, it's up at 121. So potential matchup there. Javier Berg, state champion last year in Class A at 106. And Brock Vaughn, the fourth-ranked wrestler in state at 121, I think Vaughn was an entrant one year ago, 116. So that could be one of the best matches early on. Yeah, Burke Vaughn would be a great one to see. Hopefully that happens. You know, I think as a as a wrestling fan, what do you want when you go down to watch Chatfield and KM if you don't have a, a dog in the fight? You just want good matchups, and you want to see buzzer beaters and all the fun stuff that is going to be there with this pack gym and all of that. So, oh, I hope the... I hope the studs meet studs and we just see how those shake out. So I think they're going to because Kaysen Johnson could wrestle 21, could wrestle 27. He was a state entrant. Kaimani Bent is off to a great start for Cass and Manorville. That could be a tight one if it happens. Gage Bartles, a state place winner. Aiden Frederick, a state entrant at 133, two top-ranked wrestlers. Alden Pearson at 139 for Chatfield. Somebody who won a lot of matches last year. Looks like he's going to make a big jump this year. Going against the other Friedrich Owen. So, so far, up to 139. I'm not really leaning really strong in either direction. I think you could make a case that every match up to 139 or 145, both teams have a very good shot at that weight. So, you know, the old cliche is you got to win the toss-ups, but... Early on in this match, we're going to get a sense for that. Yeah, just, what is that, six matches in a row of all toss-ups potentially? And, mm-hmm. yeah, the <laughs> the thing that will ignite that crowd down there is one of those toss-ups that's a 2-1, to 3-2, to two, and all of a sudden that gets flipped to a pin, and who knows what side you're going to be on on that. Mm-hmm. And then how do you react after that? If you get pinned or if you get that pin, that's when that momentum can really start happening and uh, – and things can go your go your direction or go south on you in a hurry. So, um, you know, you look at this on paper and you don't see any pins, right? In those first few. That's right. I'll not going to wager because that's not what we should do. But there'll be a pin. Yeah. What if we we this isn't wagering? What if I offered you skittles? <laughs> I like skittles. That would be a wager yeah. though, because then there's something oh, involved. True. So just for fun, this is a imagine it like a trivia question. If I was to set the line for number of pins in this duel. In the whole duel. In the whole duel at two and a half. 
Do you think there's going to be more or less than two and a half pins? I'm taking the over. You're taking the over? I don't know where they come, but I'll take the over. I think you're probably right. I can maybe see one. I don't know. Maybe. There's yeah. some ha- there's some hammers in here. Who so, knows? So there we go. All the way up to 145. Those are going to be some really exciting matchups. Where Cass and Manorville is strongest is right through there. 152, 160, and 172 with Joey Kennedy, Luke Swanson, and Dominic Mann. Chatfield's going to match with Carson Rowland, Ben Carrier, and Aiden Miner, a, a very strong group in their own right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no slouches. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I think all those kids that I just named, except for Carrier, are ranked in the top 10 in state. Yep. And I'm just noticing now. So for Casson, those three at 52, 60, and 72, all seniors. And for Chatfield, those are all juniors. Oh, Ro- yeah. Yep. Roland Carrier and Minor. So Chatfield's going to be strong in that area next year as well. Kale shot at 189, couldn't match up with Owen Nelson, who had a really good match, or excuse me, a really good season last year for Casson. I was thinking on my drive down about whether Chatfield would mess around, maybe moving shot up or down with some flexibility. I don't know who they have in there with him at 89, but he could be an exciting matchup against Owen Nelson or against Jacob Deutschman as well. So lots of lots of potential there. And then Miles Mullern and Will Bolter have got some action at 215 for the Gophers. Jacob Deutschman's probably going to be the man for Casson. Then at heavyweight for the Gophers, Braylon Burnett. And I think Cassid Winia is now the man for Cassid Manorville. Is that correct? That's the way it looks on paper here. That's the way it looks on paper. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, you start putting that lineup together, and, yeah, you went through that run of those uh, really solid kids from KM, but you look across on the other side with those juniors that Chatfield's going to potentially roll out. And, yeah, that that is uh, two solid, solid groups there, their core going mm-hmm. at it. So. Mm-hmm. And as I look at Chatfield's lineup, I see one, two, three, four seniors. There could be more as well, depth pieces and such, but Gage Bartles, Kale Schott, Miles Muller, and Braylon Burnett. I think Chatfield's built something here that's sustainable. It would be very fun to see them wrestle again next year. There you go, Kyle. I'm already thinking ahead to 2024. You also have good math because there's five. Like, just count one, two, three, four, five. Oh, I missed Dornak. Yeah. Yep, I did miss Dornak. Apologies to the Dornak family. Did you graduate? I did with high honors. First grade. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Other thoughts on potential matchups, Kyle? Or should we talk a little bit about what this duel would mean to both teams? Yeah, I think as far as matchups are concerned, it's just going to happen. And we're really not going to know. I have no idea if the flip matters. You know, each coaching staff's probably going to have their own way of approach and thoughts on how they're going to do it. So, yeah, we just get to sit back, see what gets rolled out in front of us, and uh, enjoy it. And you know what's kind of nice is I like to do this thing where I I try and guess about good matchups that ca- could happen. There's not really that much of a need to guess with this one. Because these lineups are just that they're gonna, something's going to happen. There's going to yeah. be good matchups. It's no not going to be like your Northville, North Lakeville North take where you missed it by like six people. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the, this is a take I'm definitely going to hit on. It could be a big one for me as my first take that I've hit on this year. Yeah. 
that's yep. exciting. So in terms of what it means for both teams, I think Chatfield has a lot to gain because they're a team that's really coming into their own right. Last year was a big step forward, making it to the section finals. This year, they have very high hopes as a top three ranked team in state. I think a win like this would be, I don't want to say like legend status for the Gophers, but knocking off the team that has ran section one for, you know, the last handful of years would mean a lot towards the fans, the community of Chatfield, and also just building a lot of confidence in the wrestling room. Absolutely. Yeah. If you if you go I think the biggest thing there is the confidence in the wrestling room, what that could do for a team. Yeah, if 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 Chatfield comes out and pulls an upset, right? I mean, that's fair to say. If they pull this off, the the ripple effect that that will have through the program. I mean, I don't know if you can draw back to a big match that you saw when you were a youth or something like that, but imagine all the youth kids. They said there's an alumni night. Like the place is going to be packed, and this will literally ripple through the entire community. And even if they compete, or the fact that they're competing, they've already done that. Mm-hmm. You know, just by going out there and saying we're going to do this, it's already elevated their program, no matter the result. But yeah, now you pair that with a result, look out, you know, confidence, and that's just going to continue to go and drive all the way through all the ranks of the mm-hmm. of the program. So Definitely. either way, they're going to get the benefit. And I think that is one thing that credit to both programs to say, and we're doing this because it's more than just what's going to happen on the mat that is going to affect these programs. Like I said, you've got a community event where you're bringing back the 10 year reunion i guarantee you we're going to see some little chatfield guys running around that will get hooked that night no matter the result and that only builds and and grows and over the years i mean they already got a powerhouse program going this is only going to help so Mm -hmm. kudos to both teams this is going to be a lot of fun absolutely i think the last time that casson lost a section one duel was against imbroda in maybe 2019 or 2020 so it's been a few years since Casson's lost one. Was that a COVID year? It might have been, or it might have been right before. I was texting with Josh Raymond of the Josh and Al podcast. There's another shout out for, for Al and Josh. You better and, apologize for Hill's comments. <laughs> <laughs> I only apologize for my own dumb takes. So yeah, we were talking about that. I think it was a dual or a triangular up in Cannon Falls. There was something funny about that night, wasn't there? Yeah, there was a big pin. Kovars from Zabrota Mazeppa hit a lat drop on one of the Kennedys to put the nail in the coffin. That's what Josh Raymond said. Hmm. I don't know if that's funny or not, but it's a cool note. That is an interesting note. So that's the last time. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's been a while. And I'm trying to think, Chatfield's not an HVL team, but that would be the last HVL. Listen to you, though. Like, you really want to move to ZM. We're talking... Chatfield, KM, and somehow you got ZM in there. Yeah. <laughs> of course. I'm, I'm going to find a way to get Caledonia in there as well. So, yeah. Um, all right, Kyle. What else do we got to finish up here on this one? Oh, no. I noted predictions that I was going to make a prediction. Oh, you are. Are you sure you want to do that? Yeah, I'll do it. I've got the stones. Um <laughs> I don't know if I'd go that far, but I'm gonna. So <laughs> before you before you make a prediction, I mean, what 
what does this do for KM? You know, we talked about oh, the, yeah. we talked kind of about what this could do for Chatfield as a program and what it is probably doing already. But you know, from a, a KM's perspective, why you know, what do you think there? I think it's probably another notch in the belt, right? They're the they're the big kid on the block. They've had so much success the last few years. They're not going to hang their hat on a win like this. Like they're not going to feel too good about it for too long because they're going to be going towards the next thing. Okay, I would say they they'll feel they'll good about proud it. They'll be proud. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. They'll I think what it'll actually potentially do for KM, maybe not so much for KM as a program, but I think what happens is there's success fatigue. Mm-hmm. You're guilty of this all the time. Mm-hmm. But you look yeah, at because K- I have a lot of success. <laughs> you look at programs like KM, Simley, um, Apple Valley back in the day, you know, you just get numb to them going out taking care of business and moving on. And, and that happens, right? You know, you want to see the underdog come up. So I think what this will do is reestablish KM as, Oh, okay. It's just names. We're not quite accustomed to yet, but it's a program. They're still there. If they can go out and pull this off on Friday night. Yep. Definitely. It's going to be a great one. So, we looking ahead, I think we're planning on doing kind of our weekly regular episode within a few days here. Want to reflect on the past weekend. The Christmas tournament results are going to be great to discuss. They probably already happened by now. You've probably already looked at them with your coffee on Sunday morning, but follow for that episode. We're going to get into that. And then of course, we'll have our, our next preview coming up. And then you probably heard the rumors through the grapevine. I've been posting on the forum, Kyle. <laughs> special guest coming on the podcast soon we do have a special guest that'll yes. be a lot of fun special guest with a lot of different ties throughout section one so it should be somebody with a ton of different insight and yeah should be fun i've never seen you delay a prediction so much you're oh. getting nervous aren't you are you were just gonna pretend i forgot huh i'm a little sleep deprived i apologize <laughs> so i'm glad you bring this up the i'm gonna preface this by saying how about this you don't make need to make a prediction. Let's see how the next few days you make that prediction on our next podcast. That's going to get dropped right before this match happens. I love that. That's That'll a, give you some time to sleep on it. Think about it. That's a great idea. Go from there. But so. I'll be honest. I mean, I'm ready now. I was born ready. I was born making <laughs> predictions. If I had to make it right now, I could. Well, this way we could talk about your other prediction that you made and find out if that happened or not. We could. So we'll, we'll hold off on that. I think... We need to really make sure that uh, people follow along on the Instagram and the Twitter so we can get this out. Uh, wrestling fans, tune into this match. Uh, it'll be a lot of fun. You're going to see just really good individual matchups, and hopefully this turns into a really good duel overall. Logan, you're picking me up. We're going down there. Is that the plan? That's the plan, and the people who sit next to us, be careful. Don't spill your nachos and cheese on Kyle's Casamariville <laughs> sweatshirt, okay? We don't want that. All right. <laughs> So thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, Make sure you catch the match. We'll do this again soon.